Hello, everyone out there. This is Peter Harris from Commercial Property Advisors, author of the book, Commercial Real Estate Investing for Dummies, and coach and mentor to many commercial real estate investors across this great nation of ours. The title and subject of today's podcast is Exit Strategies for Commercial Real Estate. So let's get started here. Well, first things first, you've got to know your exit strategy before you invest in any commercial real estate investments. If you don't, what you're telling yourself is that it's okay to not maximize your cash flow and it's okay to not maximize your profits when you sell. But knowing only your investment goals is half the story. You must also know how and when to sell the property. So in this podcast, I'm going to share with you my definition, what an extra strategy is for a commercial property. I'm going to give you two types of investors and their extra strategies. I'm going to give you three questions every investor should ask themselves before buying any commercial real estate. I'll go over with you the most common extra strategies for commercial real estate. I'll give you a real life example. And lastly, I'm going to share with you exit strategy tips for long-term success. Now, question for you. What's the commonality between an exit strategy and an astronaut? Well, here it is. NASA astronauts wouldn't dare, dare venture up into space and not have strategically planned outcomes and escape plans. They wouldn't. A typical outcome may be to collect moon dust and arrive safely back home. Or an escape plan may be to eject their space cap in case something goes wrong mid-flight. So any wise commercial real estate investor should have their desired outcomes and or escape plans strategically planned as well and well in advance, mind you. We call these extra strategies. Here's my bottom line definition of an extra strategy for a commercial property. My definition is this. An exit strategy is your escape plan for the money you put into and want to get out of the investment. Let me repeat that. An exit strategy is your escape plan for the money you put into and want to get out of the investment. Now I want to share with you the two types of investors that exist today. First one is called a finder and the second one is called a keeper. So on one hand, we have the finders. On the other hand, we have the keepers. Finders are those whose primary extra strategies fall into the short-term investment landscape. Their goal is to get the net operating income, the NOI, as high as they can, then sell the property. So they tend to look for property with a quick upside that will appreciate quickly, such as smaller retail centers in great locations or an apartment building that has been undermanaged where there's great upside potential. Their extra strategy may look something like this. In one to five years, my property will be 100% occupied with tenants paying higher rents than when I bought it. And when that happens, I will sell it for a lower cap rate, producing a higher return on my investment. Okay, so that's the definition of a finder. Short term, increase the upside in the property, sell the property, make a profit. On the other hand, keepers. Keepers are long-term holders who want to keep a property for 20 to 25 years. They're also known as coupon clipper investments, where these properties provide the consistency of monthly income with limited headaches for the owner. The overall returns may be a bit lower, but they're safer because of the stabilized NOI. So these investors bank on the fact that their property appreciates just in the cost of construction over time alone. 
and they increase their return investments by ensuring the property is managed well and professionally. All right. So for the keeper, property management is crucial, 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 crucial. We'll talk about that a little more in a few minutes. Let me ask you this. What type of investor are you? Are you a finder, a short-termer, or are you a keeper, a long-termer? Whichever one you are, extra strategy, extra strategy before, during, and after you own the property is crucial. Now, this segues us into this topic, all right? The three questions to ask yourself before investing in any commercial estate, whether you are a finder or keeper. Question number one is, why am I buying this property? Okay, why? Question number two is, how long do I plan to hold this property? That's question two. How long do I plan to hold this property? Number three is, how will a sale affect my taxable income? Probably the most important question for commercial investors. Again, don't ever buy a commercial property without first asking yourself these three questions. Let's quickly review the first question. Why am I buying this property? It could be for retirement. It could be for personal and family wealth creation. It could be to pay for your kids' college tuition You know, down the road. You may want to sell and buy larger, larger, larger properties. That's what I've done. Or you may want to ease out of or quit your day job. That's what I did. Or your property buying could be for use as a tax shelter. Those are possible reasons why you're buying this property. Let's go to question number two. How long do I plan to hold this property? Now, let me tell you this. When answering this question, your loan terms, the loan that you get on the property will dictate how you answer this question. If it's a short-term hold, like a finder of less than five years, then select that type of loan. If you plan on holding for more than 10 years, 20, 25 years, then look for long-term loan options. If you end up selling the property too soon, then you may have to pay a very large prepay penalty. But if you want to convert your short-term loan into a long-term loan, the long-term loan terms today may not be available tomorrow, okay? So when you ask yourself this question, how long do I plan to hold this property? Consider the type of loan that you're getting. Question number three, how will a sell affect my taxable income? Very important question because Uncle Sam will like to get his hands on as much of the income that you earn from a property sale as possible, right? This is the IRS. So tax planning as early as possible is one major asset to your real estate exit strategy. The sell of a property could put you into a higher tax bracket and take a large bite out of your profits. So what I want you to do is consult with a tax professional and organize ways to reduce your tax burden at the very beginning. So when you ask yourself the question, how will the sell affect my taxable income? That's a question you need to answer before you buy the property, before you buy the property. Got it? Now, I'm going to share with you quickly the different types of extra strategies. There's several. So you could be a long-term holder for cash flow. You could be the type that wants to maximize and flip the property for a profit. Another extra strategy is to sell outright and pay capital gains taxes. Uh, it could be to sell the property and do a 1031 tax deferred exchange. We'll talk about that in a couple of minutes. Or you could maybe cash out, refinance the property, pull out some money, and continue to hold the property. You could also do what we call a sale leaseback. In a few minutes, I will tell you exactly what that is. That's a great strategy if you have a lot of equity tied up in a property and you need to pull it out quickly. 
second to the last, you, you may want to give the property to your heirs, to your kids. How do you do that? That is a type of extra strategy. And the last type of extra strategy that I'll discuss is to wholesale the property or flip the contract. All right, let's talk about the hold long-term for cash flow type of extra strategy. In this type of extra strategy, you need to get a good long-term loan, as long-term as you can. Also, you need to get really, really good at managing the management. That's where the money is made long-term, managing the management, having good property managers. Next is, and I don't know why people don't do this, I need you to set up an income and expense budget every single year. If you don't know how to do it, what you do is you get your property manager to set up for you and they're supposed to do it every year for you. On our properties, our managers have their annual budgets for the following year are due at the end of November each year. So if this year is X, so X year, the budgets are due to end of November for X plus one year. Got it? Next is for a long-term holder, get a good real estate tax advisor. Do not use one of those franchise tax advisors. You know, yes, they're cheap. But let me tell you this, being cheap can be very expensive. When you're buying commercial property, there's so much money, there's so much taxable income involved. You need to have the experts, right? Don't use a tax advisor like an attorney or a tax advisor who only does tax returns. Use a real estate-based tax advisor. Okay, enough on that. The last thing I want to share with you to hold long-term, I am spending more time on this one because this is most of what you guys are going to be doing, is I need you to be anal. That's right. Sorry to use that word. Be anal. Be a micromanager because no one cares more about your investments than you do. So you need to watch your numbers. Some people say that commercial property is a passive business. It is not. It is not a passive business. You need to be on top of everything. Everything. Next is let's talk about a different extra strategy. That would be to maximize the value, then flip the property for a profit. So if you're doing this, if your strategy is to rehab, retenant, and to get out, then do it decisively and quickly because the longer you hold the property, and this is your strategy is to hold it shortly. The longer you hold it, the more things that can go wrong. All right. Take it from me. So if you get close to your strike price, you know, the, the lowest price you want to take, take it and run, get your profits and get out. And the last question is, what are you going to do with the profits? Have you thought about the tax consequences? Talk to your tax advisor before closing. Let's move on to this extra strategy. This extra strategy is for this person that wants to sell outright. I don't know why you want to do that, but you may be forced to do that for some personal reasons. Just remember this. It takes 12 months to plan a good exit. And it takes three months for the sale to actually happen. So if you want to sell your property, you should plan to sell it a year in advance to set up the numbers, to make sure everything's good, the NOI is good. And then when you decide to sell it, it takes three months for it to actually happen. So Planning is very important. Next, be prepared to pay capital gains taxes. Okay, know what that is. Capital gains are taxed at either a short-term rate, which is 25% up for investments held under a year, or for long-term, it's 15% for investments held one year or longer. Got it? 25% tax it for investments held under a year and 15% for investments held one year or longer. I'm not the tax expert. Don't claim to be. Talk to your tax advisor on those specific numbers. Again, for the person selling outright, what are you going to do with the profits? And you may want to research if there's a better way to get the profits out of the property before selling outright. All right. Just a thought there. Let's move on. So this type of extra strategy to sell and do a 1031 tax deferred exchange. All right. Let's talk about that for a little bit. Because according to the IRS rules, 
you can sell your property and not pay capital gains taxes as long as you move forward all of your equity into a more expensive property. Obviously, you would do this to buy a larger property with more cash flow, right? And you can indefinitely do this as long as you teach your kids to do the same thing or whoever you build a property to. In my opinion, this is the best way to build long-term wealth. This is the best way. is to buy a property, increase the value, pay down the mortgage, and then when you sell it, buy a larger property and do this over and over and over and over again. This is what I've been doing for years. Next extra strategy is the cash out refinance and then hold the property. I love this. And nearly, I would say 80% of the properties that I've held, we've done this. So in this case, as the property has increased in value, you can pull out cash and then hold on to the property. It's called a cash out refinance loan. So with additional cash, you can buy more properties to fix up, or you can just fix up the current property you have to make it more valuable and then pull out more cash later, right? Beautiful thing. And by the way, most commercial lenders allow cash out refis. So look into that. So that's the cash out refinance and hold extra strategy. The next one is the sale leaseback. Here's what that is. To free up money tied up in your property, you can do what we call a sale leaseback. You would sell your property to an investor for cash, then lease it back for a long period of time at an agreed upon price, rent price. Okay. So if the seller or tenant, that's you, if you're very strong financially, then your investor can get good financing. That's a win-win. So this strategy not only frees up cash, but the seller, that's you, retains use of the property with a long-term lease. So this is ideal for doctors and attorneys that own their property in which they practice their business. So this is their ideal candidates for sell leasebacks. And just to let you know, typically the price of a sell leaseback should be set by an independent appraisal. So that's enough on that. If you want more information on the sell leaseback, you should Google it. That's there's guys out there that specialize in what we call a sell leaseback. Let's move on to another type of extra strategy, and that is to give the property to your heirs. I call it gifting it to your heirs. So if you wish for your children to own a portion of your commercial estate while you are still alive, you can gift portions of the real estate to them each year in the amount of the annual gift tax exclusion, which I believe today is about $13,000. So every year you can give them $13,000 worth of the property and you can gift it to them. Here's one caveat. Unlike inheriting real estate in which the heirs tax, the heirs basis is a fair market value of the property as of the date of the inheritance, a donee's basis from a gift is the same as the basis of the donor. So your children may wish to consider a 1031 exchange or other options when they sell their real estate to avoid a big capital gain consequence. All right, you got it? So in a nutshell, when you gift this to your kids, make sure they get a tax advisor before they decide to sell this property because they could be in for a big surprise if they do. Let's go to the last type of extra strategy and that's the wholesale. If you have an excellent property under contract and you decide that you don't want it for yourself, but you still like to make money from it, consider wholesaling the property to a qualified buyer. Basically, what you're doing is you're assigning the contract, you're flipping the contract to another buyer for a fee. Okay, that's called wholesaling a commercial property. Now, let me share with you a real life example of having a razor sharp extra strategy can do for you. 
there's this LLC which owns a property. It's called Goshen Investments LLC. They purchased a 112-unit apartment building, and they call it Goshen Villas. And they bought it more than 15 years ago. And the three partners' investment objective was to pay themselves a certain cash flow every month. And they ended up doing this for several years quite successfully, so it worked out really well. However, the partnership as a whole decided to sell Goshen Villas and part ways. But two of the partners faced huge capital gains consequences at closing if they did so. So they were really concerned about that and they consulted their advisors, right? Which was me. So I advised them to refinance the property, pay off the third partner, continue to sell the property, and then perform a 1031 tax-deferred exchange. So they end up doing that and they exchanged their quote-unquote tax-free profits into another property that had even greater cash flow. So it was a win-win for everybody. Here's a lesson in this. If you don't have a razor sharp exit strategy when you sell a property, be prepared to pay Uncle Sam handsomely. Okay, that's the lesson right there. So let me end with this. I want to give you some tips for exit strategies for long-term success. Tip number one is don't be married to your exit strategy, all right? Allow yourself some flexibility due to market changes, market timing, and personal situational changes. Don't be married to it. Number two, have more than one extra strategy at a time, at a time. Have more than one. Ideally, you want to have an extra strategy going in the investment, during the investment, and as you come out of the investment. At that point, there may be three different types of strategies there. Number three, so I sound like a broken record, but if you don't have an extra strategy thought of, you are telling yourself that it's okay to lose your investment or that you're not looking forward to any profit. That's how important an extra strategy is, okay? That's a tip for long-term success. Here's my last tip. The best extra strategies come from wise investors. You will limit yourself and your options and you may leave thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars on the table if you don't get help in designing your extra strategy. Don't try to be the expert or the know-it-all here. You are not the expert on extra strategies because you don't have enough experience. You need to talk to a person like myself, to a real estate-based tax advisor, both actually, because I'm not a tax person. So get help on that. All right, everyone. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast on extra strategies for commercial property. Now you realize how important it is to have an extra strategy thought of. All right. So if you want more podcasts like this, please go on to my website, commercialpropertyadvisors.com or simply subscribe to this podcast to get more. Thank you for listening to extra strategies for commercial property. I'll see you at the next podcast.